to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before, and it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love I think one of the things uh, we all understand is just how frustrated everyone is. Um, we're all frustrated. We're all sick and tired of restrictions, of, of mandates, of having to, to make sacrifices, of not being able to do the things we love. Uh, it's been two years, and it's, and it's really, really tiring for all of us. This government has been focused every step of the way on following the best science, following the best public health advice to keep as many people safe as possible. And quite frankly, it's worked. We've seen uh, the curves uh, lower in Canada than elsewhere. We've seen lower death rates. We've seen quicker economic recovery because, because Canadians stepped up, because Canadians got vaccinated. And I can understand frustrations with mandates, but mandates are the way to avoid further restrictions or having to be restricted. As people get vaccinated, as Canadians have gotten vaccinated, we've been able to get through things. And this team is going to stay focused on doing exactly that. Ladies and gentlemen, do you believe that? Do you believe <clears throat> the Caucasian Obama <laughs> there, the vanilla Obama? Do you agree with what he just said? It looks like uh, Prime Minister Justine Trudeau uh, came out of hiding long enough to see not his shadow, ladies and gentlemen, before he went back into hiding, but he's seen a couple of big rigs. I think he came out and seen a couple of big rigs, seen a couple semis, and said, oop, I got to lie real quick, and then I'm going to go back into hiding real quick and not answer any questions with my mask safely on my lying face. ha, 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 ha. 
Oh, what a joke that guy is following the science, huh? Following the science. Um, Well, the science, as you'll see in the end of this show, based on a very, very reputable CNN doctor, has changed. How surprising. So we're going to start out the day by showing that cold open, followed by a very, very different video from another elected official in Canada who has a stark difference in what he believes should be uh, COVID restrictions or not COVID restrictions uh, going forward. But before we show that, ladies and gentlemen, you are locked and loaded right here live from America, from the live free or die granite state of New Hampshire. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. And this is February 8th, year of our Lord, 2022. And it is an honor to be here working for you behind this camera in this seat every single day. I want to give a big welcome to the Real America's Voice uh, family uh, that is now Commingled with the Live from America family. What a great, big, huge audience and family that we've created here. And it's, it, it's really, it's, it's really uh, appreciated by everybody at the, uh, in, at the upper echelon in Real America's Voice News because they allow people to do their shows the way that they want to do their shows. They don't look over your shoulder. They don't tell you what you should um, report on. They don't tell you what you should go out there and seek and find and let the people know. They, they put full trust in you to have full creative uh, control, and that's what I love about this station. So big shout out to everybody at the higher up part of uh, Real America's Voice News and everybody behind the scenes too who does all the work to make sure that the network works. Thank you guys. Thank you all so very much. God bless you. Let's go to this other video now. Now I told you there's going to be a very stark difference between that Canadian elected official and this Canadian elected official. Now ladies and gentlemen, we played a video from him last week, Premier Scott Moe in Saskatchewan. He has something very different that he would like to say to the people that he represents in his part of Canada. Let's not judge our neighbor because they may be vaccinated or because they may not be vaccinated. Let's not judge our neighbor if they should choose to wear a mask or not to choose to wear a mask in the weeks ahead. Whenever someone is doing their own personal risk assessment, which we have asked them to do in this province for a period of time now, uh, they're doing that assessment for themselves, possibly for their family, and they may come back with a a different decision than what you might uh, arrive at. And that different conclusion, albeit maybe different from where you have landed, should not be judged. It should be respected and it should be accepted. It's time for each of us as individuals now to make a conscious effort to treat everyone in our daily lives that we encounter equally. It's also time for the proof of vaccination mandate to end. So effective at midnight this Sunday, February the 13th, all provincial proof of vaccination requirements will end. Amen. In Saskatchewan businesses, in venues, and provincially regulated workplaces, this means that the proof of vaccination or the negative test option that we had provided will no longer be a provincial requirement. Starting on Valentine's Day, February the 14th, um, this will be the case. This will leave one remaining COVID measure in place, and that is indoor masking. That measure remains in effect until the end of February. That measure stays into effect until the end of February, and then that's gone too. Think about it, ladies and gentlemen, not judging others, taking personal responsibility for yourself. Something that we all said that we should have done from the very beginning of this, when this first started happening. Before, it was really a huge outbreak. My wife said, it's a virus. we got to let it run its course. we got to meet it head on, and we got to have personal responsibility and deal with things, uh, assess the risk, 
from an individual personal point of view and go about your life. And that's exactly what they're all getting back to now. And it's a, it's a shame, isn't it, that the experts didn't know, but the peasants did. And I'm calling me a peasant. I'm calling all of you a peasant because that's the way they look at us. The experts didn't know, but the peasants did. Isn't that amazing? Now, I get it. There's a lot of things about this stuff, about virology and everything else, about Wuhan, <laughs> that we'll never understand because it's hidden away or whatever. Or it's just, you know, we haven't gone through school to learn all of this. But that doesn't mean that we weren't right. That doesn't mean that we didn't know what was going on. We were looking at it from a basic common sense point of view about what a virus does, something that we all know. It's pretty incredible, ladies and gentlemen, this whole two years. These people weren't wrong. They had an agenda. Their agenda worked for a while. It's not working anymore. They're starting to backtrack. Now, I want to give this guy some props because he listens to his people. He's not pushing his own agenda. He's not pushing the party's uh, political agenda. He's not pushing Justin Trudeau's agenda. He is working for the people, and that's what an elected official should do. There's a difference between a politician and a public servant. That guy right there, Scott Moe of Saskatchewan, public servant. And I can tell you what right now, everybody in Saskatchewan must be thinking this. Right? You know what I mean? (laughs) So a big, big difference between the two elected officials. And I guarantee you, ladies and gentlemen, that the people in Canada, if they were to take a poll over who they like more, who they have more confidence in, somebody like a Scott Moe, Premier of Saskatchewan, or the Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, I think it would be a one-sided poll pretty easily. And I'm not even thinking, talking about party lines. I'm talking about way of life. I'm talking about straight way of life. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give a few shout outs here to some people on Rumble first because Rumble is our home. Rumble is where the Eli from America was given a home and thrived. So we're always going to go there and give love first. Roxanne, how you doing? Lori from Utah. Big shout out to you. I saw somebody said they were trying to quit smoking and it was really hard and they definitely need some prayers. So let's give the prayers to those folks who are trying to quit smoking to get away from that that, uh, disgusting habit that uh, will only take their lives a lot sooner. Um, Eric says Trudeau is a Uh, didn't see it something about Claus Schwab or something Darlene from Michigan how you doing good to see you girl Uh, Miranda how you doing thank you for joining in today happy birthday to Emerald Karen said please sing happy birthday to Emerald all right all right happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday dear Emerald happy birthday to you, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day full of loved ones and great people around you. Adam from Utah, tread lightly, Jeremy. People are saying the Department of Homeland Security might be after you. Yeah, they've been after me for quite a while. Barrett from California, good to see you. Heather from Missouri, she says it's 64 degrees. God bless her. And also, let's give it to Kevin Wilson in the house from Michigan. And of course, we want to give a big shout out to our Getter family. And the Real America's Voice News Getter family as well. Great people, wonderful people, just want to fight for this country and fight for what is right. Let's go to Jesus Calling, folks. February 8th, year of our Lord, 2022. Now, don't just listen to these when I do these and just, you know, kind of, oh, this is the part I don't have to listen to. Really listen to this because it's speaking directly to you, okay? Whether you think so or not. Take time just to be with me, basking in the light of my love. As my face shines upon you, I bless you and give you peace. Do not skimp on this time with me, for I use it to strengthen you spiritually, emotionally, and physically. From Isaiah 40, 29 through 31, the Lord gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. 
But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And from Numbers 6, 25 to 26, the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and gives you peace. And before you turn out the light tonight, let down your guard and lift up wide open arms to me, receiving joy, peace, and unfailing love. The theme of 2022 here on Live from America and across RAV is joy. How much joy can we spread? Not how much terror, not how much fear, how much joy can we spread? Because good always defeats evil, light always defeats dark, ladies and gentlemen, and good news always defeats bad news. So we constantly have to spread that good news more now than ever because there is a lot of evil at our doorstep, and some of that you're going to see today here on Live from America. Ladies and gentlemen, please remove your hats if you're wearing one. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we should and give him all the glory because without him, we have nothing good, nothing at all, not, not even each other. Okay, here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. It's really, really exciting to see so many people across so many different social media platforms say the Lord's Prayer with us. And I know the people watching on cable news, TV, and also um, digital TV platforms around the world are also joining in. And that's probably a beautiful, beautiful uh, sound to God's ears five days a week. Twice a day. Five days a week, twice a day. Look, folks, we are going to take our first commercial break here on Real America's Voice News. This is Live from America. I am your ever-so-humble host, Jeremy Harrell, and we will be back with more Live from America right after this. Please stay tuned. All righty, my live from America family. Look, I want to talk to you guys directly during the commercial break right now because we need to, uh, there's a few people who are, um, I was doing some messaging today in between shows. It seems like we're getting busier and busier here on Live from America. De- definitely now that we've got the new producer, we can actually um, we can actually handle more. You know, two heads are better than one. Um, there was an email sent to all new donors, to all new digital donors on the new platform, ladies and gentlemen. There was an email sent out to all of you. So you might want to check your spam. You might want to check your promotions or your social folders to make sure that you got that email because we sent out emails to hundreds of people today. Also, there are people, folks, um, that are uh, needing help. We have some people in our family that need help. And uh, tomorrow morning on the morning show, we're going to go through uh, who needs help and why. And we're going to pull money from the Slurp Fund and hopefully and possibly raise some money for them tomorrow during Rumble Rants. Um, some, so many people are two, three months behind on their bills. And I know that might be some of you as well. And I wish we could help everybody. If, if, if God was to bless me with a million dollars right now, I would give away one million of that dollars to help everybody that I could because there's so many people who need help. I personally can't help them, which is why we do donation campaigns on 
on Rumble, and that's why we have a Slurp Fund, right? Um, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna go through a few of those names tomorrow, and we're going to allocate some of those Slurp funds to them. Hopefully, we can raise a little bit more for them, so we don't completely deplete the Slurp Fund quickly. I won't uh, deplete all of it. We'll take section or portions of it. Um, but people need help. They just need help, folks. It's that simple. There's nobody to help a lot of people. You know what I mean? They can't go to their state governments for really any help anymore, especially if you're not a patriot. They see you're a MAGA hat or something like that, or you're a Trump supporter. They're just going to deny you anyway, tell you you need to be vaccinated, wear a mask or something like that. People's families have dumped them for being Trump supporters and saying the election was stolen, so they can't look to them for help anymore. And this family has become their family. It just has. And like I said, it's one of the great, it is the greatest thing. The single most greatest thing we do here on Life from America is help people. And equally as important, uh, ladies and gentlemen, getting Bibles into the hands of people who need them. I keep seeing prayers for Becky. However, I don't know what um, Melissa says. We ran out of cooking propane yesterday and have a $358 electric bill. That's what I'm talking about. Regular, everyday American problems, folks. Sometimes we have a little bit extra to give. Sometimes we don't. But when we do, we should. That is what the Bible tells us. And I'm just so... I'm so glad that God has put all of us in this position to help each other. I think we're here for a reason. I really do. I think we're all here for a very intimate and very important reason, and that's to lift each other up right now. If we don't have anybody to look to, then how are we supposed to be optimistic? How are we supposed to be positive? You know? Um, And I know this morning's show made a lot of people upset. I know this morning's show had a lot of bad news in it. I know this morning's show I said something that a lot of people disagreed with, and that's okay. That's okay. It shouldn't. Stop our forward movement. It shouldn't stop our forward progress. You know what I mean? Please get a Catholic conservative consultant for your show. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to have somebody come on and, and, and speak about the Pope. I would love that. I would love that. Um, I was not upset, said Melly. Good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, it really bothers me, and a lot of people ask me too. You know, if you're, if you're saying... Yes, that's right. PayPal shut me down. Um, if you're saying that, uh, um, a, a lot of people out there say, you know, why, why do you let, if you're saying the truth, why do you let so many things bother you? It bothers me when people, when this family is upset. It really does. It, I, I literally lose sleep over it. Ask my wife. I literally go to bed thinking about who was bothered that day in our family. And that's, and that's something that weighs on me and it'll never go away. It's because I care about you guys. I mean, I see your names every day. It's because I truly care about you guys. You know what I mean? I, wanna, I never want to steer you wrong. Almost like a pastor of a church, although I'm not comparing myself to that in any way. But you see what I'm saying, right? You see what I'm saying? Um, got my t-shirts today. Thank you, Jeremy. Well, speaking of that, folks, speaking of that, um, the Freedom Valentine's t-shirt day special ends today at midnight. Thank you, guys. Look at all these beautiful donations for the Slurp Fund coming in. You guys are wonderful. God bless you. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, folks. Let's get back to the show and get to the first and foremost section. I appreciate all your love. I appreciate all your kindness, okay? Let's get back to it. Welcome back here on Real America's Voice News. This is Live from America, probably one of the, uh, the most brazen, brash, walk-the-line, toe-the-line show on Real America's Voice News. I'm surprised they even have us on here, to be honest with you. Every day I'm thinking to myself, wow, thank God, thank you, God, for having us another day on Real America's Voice News. I know they got a brand to protect and to put somebody like me on the, on the, uh, on the uh, program talking about vanilla Obama and stuff like that. That stuff, 
tends to get a lot of people upset. So big shout out to Real America's Voice News. Here we go. You ready? Put the cups up, folks. It's time for the first and foremost section. I've been saying, folks, that men and women in our police forces here in America and around the world, they have to decide right now which side of history that they want to be on. It's that simple. It's not a hard thing to do. You have to make a decision. Much like a lot of Americans were forced with making a decision whether to stay with a job that they've had forever, a career that they've built forever, based on whether or not they were going to get vaccinated or wear a mask, right? We all have choices. Now, all those choices aren't good choices, but we have a choice. And just like our police officers, they have a choice too. They have a choice, and I want the American, uh, I want the American police officers to watch what's going on in Canada right now. And do not make the same mistakes that police officers are making in Canada. Yes, you might be doing what you're told. You might be doing exactly what you're told. You might think that you're doing your job correctly and that you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. But when you go against the people of the United States and they're not breaking any laws and you try to stop their freedoms in any way, shape, or form, that's a good indication that you are on the wrong side of history. Now, there are police in Canada right now who are deciding to be on the right side of history and the wrong side of history. Unfortunately, it's the majority that is on the wrong side of history. And there's a small minority of police in Canada right now that decide to be, decided to be on the right side of history. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, if you are getting arrested, silenced, censored, or your property stolen when you are breaking no laws, and the police that do um, the the police that uh, that that perpetrate that kind of uh, violence or 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 theft or violation of of your rights, those are the people that are on the wrong side of history. And that is, that's a pretty good indication, folks. If your gut tells you maybe I shouldn't be doing this, I'm just doing what I'm told. If you have to say the words, hey, this is just my, I'm doing my job. If you have to say that, more than likely, you are on the wrong side of history. Just like the brown shirts. Just like the brown shirts. When Hitler formed his brown shirt rebel party, they were just doing what they were told. And there's really not that much of a difference. Now, mainstream fake news media, if they got a whiff of this, which they will as the show grows, and they'll start making fun of me like they're fa- making fun of Bannon, but that's okay. Bring it. <laughs> that's why I'm here doing it, to turn a few heads, chap a few butts. You know what I mean? That's why we're here, to, to, tell, to tell the truth no matter what. Um, I'm sure a lot of people would say, you're comparing the police in Canada that are just trying to keep people safe by making them get vaccinated to the brown shirts of the Nazis. That's racist. You'll you'll hear that kind of crap. That's not even close to the same kind of comparison. Why would you say something like that? You'll hear that stuff all the time from the mainstream media. And the reason why is because sooner or later, folks, what's happening in Canada turns into what happened in Nazi Germany. So I don't want to hear any of the blah, 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 blah. No, I just want to hear truth. And I want to put people on the right side or the wrong side of history so we know what our objective is. Okay, so here we go. Let's spotlight the people that are on the right side and the wrong side of history. The first video I'm going to show you is a rather disturbing video, ladies and gentlemen. It's of uh, an elderly man. Can we pull that up? Okay, it's of an elderly man who um, honked his horn. And apparently, honking your horn in Canada right now is a violent crime. Because this man was treated very violently by the police officers in Canada who pulled him over for honking his horn. You know they got that no honk ordinance, right? 
Better not honk that horn. That's the equivalent of an assault charge. This, young, this old man honked his horn, got pulled over by, by police, and then manhandled, wrestled, handcuffed, and arrested merely for honking his horn. These police officers are on the wrong side of history. Now, we back the blue 100% if the blue backs us. When the blue turns their back on us, we no longer back that blue. Matter of fact, they're not blue anymore. Stop harassing old video. men. You don't have to show them anything. Hey, it's against hey, the law. You just... For what? Hey. What are you doing? What are you doing? Hey. Hey. That's assault. I've got it all on video. Yeah, he failed to ID. Get back. Hey. Hey. Get back. Back. We're back. We're filming. Back. We're doing our part. It's all on video. No, don't say anything. Don't say anything. See the kind of stuff hey, that's Rich, happening, folks? Rich, stand down. This is what I'm talking about. Stand down. Stand down. Rich, no, it's peaceful. No, let, let them. Let them. All right, let's shut this down. Shut this down. I don't want to I don't want to expose people to elderly abuse because that's exactly what's happening. There's elderly abuse, folks. Elderly abuse. Not only that, violation of human rights. It's literally because the guy honked the horn and you're gonna grab him, you're gonna twist his arm around, you're gonna lock him up, you're gonna take him to a car, he's gonna get some kind of a charge, all for what? For honking his horn? And then they'll 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 tack on a ton of other charges onto him. A ton of other charges, which will be um, resisting arrest, uh, unlawful order, um, you know, disturbing the peace for honking your horn. That is the wrong side of history, folks. The absolute wrong side of history. Now, let's go highlight a police officer who's on the right side of history. Now, what you're about to see is a Canadian Calgary police officer who's speaking out against political policing. This is very important. And this is where I say that the American police officers need to take their cues from. Because this guy that you're about to see is, is uh, displaying courage. He's displaying courage and integrity by respecting his oath to his office and not going against the people just because he's doing what he was told to do. Hello, my name is Nick Motichka. I'm a police officer currently with the Calgary Police Service. I've been with... Calgary for just a little over 10 years. And prior to that, I was with the RCMP for approximately six years. Um, I just wanted to read something that I wrote this evening. <clears throat> Today was a hard day for me. Something was taken away from me that I can never get back. Watching members of the Ottawa Police Service seize fuel from peaceful protesters took away a long held belief that I thought to be a lasting truth. And that is that the police are here when push really comes to shove to protect and help people. I will never see my profession in the same light than I did before today. What I saw was the police doing politicians dirty work like hired goons. This goes against every reason why I chose this mostly thankless, difficult, traumatizing career with terrible hours. The reason I got into law enforcement was to help people. However naive that was, it is my honest truth. As the years wore on, I'll be a, the first to admit that I got jaded, but I never let anything compromise my integrity. 
I always applied the front page of the newspaper test. And that is, would I be okay with whatever I was about to do being on the front page of the paper? Or a news story in your feed for younger viewers. Doing what was right, even when no one was looking, even if it was difficult, was always the right decision. What is happening in Ottawa with the clear political influence on the police to physically exert political will on peaceful protesters for nothing more than possible political gain is so very wrong on so many levels. I was just following orders is no longer an excuse. Amen. It is time to stand up and speak out by refusing to breach your fellow citizens' fundamental charter rights. You signed up to help people. Stand with your fellow Canadians and say enough is enough. Stand with your fellow Canadians. Stand with your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ and know when to say enough is enough. I like what that police officer said. He said he, he, he went out every day with the thought in his head of what would I do today Will if it was on the front of the newspaper? Would I be, basically, would I be proud of that? And uh, I, I really think that takes a lot of guts for him to say what he said. Now, a lot of people have said I really would have loved to see the rest of that video of the old man because from what I understand, he failed to produce his ID. Now, I do have that whole video and I will post that whole video on Telegram and you are right. The main reason why the cop grabbed him was because he said, I don't have to show you anything and walked away. But, but, but you, cannot, you cannot let this chain of events and this, and this domino effect happen and then go to the point where he decides not to give you his ID. You didn't have a legal right to ask him for his ID. Honking the horn is not illegal. People making illegal rules and mandates, just like the mandates here, they're not laws. You don't have to follow them. Okay, period. And you should stand up against the blue when the blue turns on you and just does what they're told. I think you should. And the reason why we are doing this whole thing about right side or wrong side is because after this next commercial break that we take, we're going to go and we're going to break down the Homeland Security's, uh, Homeland Security's new memo on uh, who the terrorists are in this country and who they're going to be targeting. Again, do you want to be on the right side or the wrong side of history? Because I can tell you this, you will never be on the winning side of history when you're against a free people. Not once, not ever. Take another commercial break here on Real America's Voice News, ladies and gentlemen. Let's uh, keep, that in, uh, keep that in your head during the commercial break. Which side of history do you want to be on? We'll be right back. I know which side of history I want to be on. I can tell you that. I know which side of history I want to be on. Jeremy, please tell Eli he's doing a great job. Love all of the new content. Well, you're, well, thank you very much. Eli is doing a great job. He really is. And as a matter of fact, he's doing so much content, I can't even keep up with, stuff, with some stuff. Um, but the show is tightening and it's getting better. And um, that's always what we wanted to do here. That's why we built this studio, was to make a better show, produce better content, and, um, and, and spread the gospel to more people. That's it. Speaking of more people, if you guys could do me a huge favor, 1,000 shares. If you've not shared the video, or if maybe you only shared it once, maybe consider sharing it into a group. Or even if you're sharing it from the app, you can share it right to your, um, your DM messages on Instagram or your messenger on Facebook as well, if you still have Facebook. I will tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, during the commercial break, that we're not going to tell the Real America's Voice audience because I don't want to get into the story. It's not part of the show tonight, but... A Facebook executive who was on the board of, uh, who was one of the board members for Facebook, left Facebook, cushy billion dollar life, took his billions of dollars, and he's now joining um, the effort to get uh, Donald Trump back where he needs to be. 
And that's going to be a huge hit for Facebook, ladies and gentlemen, because you have somebody who knows their inner workings, somebody who understands how the company truly operates from the inside, and he's leaving, taking all the things that he knows, taking all those secrets, and he's going to help push Trump forward to get Trump back where he needs to be because he understands how exactly big tech has silenced Trump and his supporters. And see what I mean? People are deciding to be on the right side of history. And that guy who's leaving Facebook's board, he's deciding to be on the, wrong, or the right side of history. And he's choosing wisely and he's choosing correctly. Look, you can't beat God. You can't beat God. So you, you got to choose, folks. You cannot keep choosing to go uh, towards evil. You just can't. You just can't. And this is going to be huge. And if you don't think President Trump is behind that, and if you don't think President Trump is, is behind all of this uh, decertification talk, if you don't think President Trump is gearing the right people in the right positions to win, uh, then you haven't been paying attention. Now, do I agree with some of President Trump's endorsements and picks? No, I don't. I will never agree 100% with anybody on this earth, and nobody should ever agree 100% with me. Okay? That's just the way things are. But that doesn't mean I don't support the guy. At all. I love President Trump. I think he's the best choice to run this country and he needs to finish the job he started. I'm a firm believer in not leaving or quitting a job until you have finished your objective and and until you have completed your promises. And that's what Donald Trump is going to do. So this guy leaving Facebook, billions of dollars, he's a billionaire and he's going to help President Trump move his agenda forward. That's huge news and nobody's talking about that stuff. Please thank Eli for being part of the LFA family, Jeremy. I will. Hey, Eli. Somebody said thank you. He said, you're welcome. <laughs> hey, get in the chat. Start talking to these folks. Uh, wow, Jeremy, that is great news. Exactly. And nobody's talking about it. That's why I try to get the shares uh, up as much as I can on Getter on Rumble because we need to get people to understand what's actually happening. You know? I love you, Jeremy. Real says Justine. Thank you. I appreciate that. I love you, too. I want to leave Facebook, but I need to be able to share photos and check on my families. No, I get it. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with people that are still on Facebook. I just can't. I never can go back. You know what I mean? Like, even if I'm running a campaign, I, I never can go back. It's an integrity thing for me, you know? Um, lots of us are saying thank you to Eli. A lot of people are saying thank you, Eli. <laughs> All right, folks. Let's get back to the show. <clears throat> oh, before we do. I have some people that I want to thank personally outside of the, the Real America's Voice team, okay? I like to keep some things intimate and some things close because it's a close family here. Um, Kay Osborne, I want to uh, thank you very much for the, uh, for the Bibles. Uh, I got a lot of stuff in the mail today, so I'm going to read off some names here. Uh, Kefi Hot, thank you very much. I got Bibles <clears throat> and other various books about Jesus. I appreciate that. <clears throat> Larry and Medina Knip. Thank you so very much. Um, Tonga Noxy from Kansas, I think. Maybe that's what it says. Uh, thank you for your donation. Debbie Henson, God bless you. Thank you very much. Uh, Susan Dolce, God bless you. Thank you. Celeste Carato, I think it's Carato. Carado. Yeah, Celeste Carado. Uh, God bless you. Thank you very much for your kind donation. Uh, that's really going to help. Live from America, I appreciate you so very much. Uh, Steve and Chris Beeler from Janesville, Wisconsin, thank you as well. And ladies and gentlemen, if you do send checks or anything, send your, send your phone number. You never know. When I'm sitting down to make phone calls, yours might just be the one that I call. I try to call people every day, at least three people every day, to try to say thank you for what they've done. So if there's numbers on checks uh, that people donate, I, I will call you. I promise, okay? 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Let's get back to the show here. I want to make sure that we're in the right spot. Yes, we are. All right, let's do this. And welcome back to Live from America. One thing that we forgot to do before the commercial break was to give the Smarty Award away. So let's go ahead and do that right now. The Smarty Award of the day on Live from America, February 8th, goes to... That wonderfully brave Calgary police officer who decided to stand up in the face of all adversity and say, I will no longer be a political police officer. I will arrest people for when they break the law and nothing more. So God bless him. All right, let's move on. The illegitimate (coughs) resident sniffer and thief, Joe Biden, and his Department of Homeland Security has declared a heightened terrorism threat due to, quote, false and misleading narratives and, quote, conspiracy theories online. (laughs) They finally did it, folks. They finally found a way to stifle free speech and to kill their political opponents. Here we go. The Biden administration um, and the Homeland Security, Homeland uh, Depart- Department of Homeland Secu- Security, excuse me, is not focused on the record 2 million illegal aliens who are crossing the border and all of the evil in the cartels and the coyotes that are crossing the border. No, 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 no. They're focused on the 100, um, the, they're, they're focused on all of the patriots in this uh country who think that possibly the election was stolen all of the patriots in this country who think that possibly they lied to us about covid and shut down the government and shut down uh the uh the the government the state government uh jobs churches our whole lives if you say anything about coronavirus or if you say anything about the election possibly being stolen on november 3rd of 2020 well ladies and gentlemen you will be labeled a terrorist, and that's all part of their plan. <clears throat> the DHS declared a heightened terrorism threat due to several factors, including an online environment filled with false and misleading narratives and conspiracy theories and other forms of, re- get, get ready for this, they call it MDM, you ready? Mis, dis, and malinformation. They call it MDM. It's an actual phrase now that the DHS uses. So me, Jeremy Harrell, live from America, Steve Bannon, War Room, right? You got um, you got Miranda Khan. Oh, nope. Amanda Head, Ben Berkwam. Nope. Guys are all going to jail. You are all terrorists in the minds and in the eyes of the DHS. You are guilty of MDM spreading mis or dis or mal information. MDM introduced and or amplified by foreign or domestic threat actors. The DHS published this terror alert this week. The number one item uh, of concern is the so-called fake news. Not the people coming across the border. Nope. Not the little girls being raped. Nope. Not the fentanyl coming through the southern border. Nope. None of that. Not China. Not Russia. Operatives working with the Democrat Party. Nope. Nope. None of that. None of that. The United States remains in a heightened threat environment. Fueled by several factors, including online environment filled with false or misleading narratives or conspiracy theories and other MDM. These threat actors seek to um, exacerbate societal friction to to sow discord and undermine public trust in government institutions to encourage unrest. No, that's not why we're doing it. That's not why we're doing it. Not at all. Nope. We seek to sow discord 
and undermine public trust in our government institutions because our government institutions have become too big, too powerful, and are lying to the people on a daily basis, screwing people over, making up words, changing the definition of other words in order to to put people like me in prison. That is why we are sowing discord and distrust for our government agencies. You lying, worthless, scumbag Nazis. And you will not win. Look me in my eye when I tell you. I know I'm not Joe Rogan. I know I don't have 11 million followers to watch each show. I'm no Steve Bannon, but guess what I am? I am an American patriot who loves the red, white, and blue, who loves that cross behind me and will stand up for everything that is good and holy on this planet. And there is nothing that you can do to me. Fear not those who can kill your body, but do no more harm. Fear those who only have the power to kill your body and send your soul into hell. And that is who I fear. And Joe Biden, your DHS is not God. Your DHS is not named God. If they were, they'd have the acronym G-O-D, not DHS. Get that through your thick skulls, morons. I am so sick of this crap. I'm going to say it like it is. Mass casualty attacks and other acts of targeted violence conducted by lone offenders and small groups acting in furtherance of ideological beliefs and or personal grievances pose an ongoing threat to the nation, it said. While the conditions underlying the heightened threat landscape have not significantly changed over the last year, the the convergence of the following factors has increased the volatility unpredictability, and complexity of the threat environment. Number one, the proliferation of false or misleading narratives, which, by the way, comes from the CDC, the WHO, the Biden administration, the CIA, the NSA, the FBI, on a daily basis, you lying, worthless losers, which sow discord or undermine public trust in the U.S. government institutions. Number two, continued calls for violence directed at U.S. critical infrastructure, soft targets, and mass gatherings. Well, of course, nobody calls for violence. Not a single one of us. Get that through your thick skulls. Losers. Uh, Faith-based institutions. What? And you know they're not talking about Islam, such as churches, synagogues, and mosques, institutions of higher education, racial and religious minorities, government facilities, and personal, including law enforcement and the military, the media, and perceived ideological opponents, which is what you're doing to us, and calls by foreign terrorist organizations for attacks on the United States based on recent events. So what they did there is cleverly, ladies and gentlemen, took what's real terrorism and then used rhetoric that describes you and I, and they've commingled and married the two and said that we're no different. So if you're talking about real terrorism, blowing up buildings, causing harm to people, ETC, and you're talking about being a patriot and loving America, loving God, loving the red, white, and blue, and standing for American traditional values that our founding forefathers put in all of our founding documents, well, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? You're a terrorist. What's wrong with you? Don't be stupid. Any talk of the stolen election is causing terrorism. These, oh, these are the same losers who made up the lie that Trump was Putin's puppet and stole the election and are now threatening any honest American who questions the 2020 election that was stolen. Poor Eli, my producer, he's like, oh, you got to be careful saying these stuff. No, I don't. No, I don't. We were careful too long. What I'm saying is not illegal and what I'm saying is not calling for violence or threats to anybody. What I'm saying is we know who you are, we know what you're doing, and we are going to get rid of you based on getting rid of your job. 
Not you physically. I love the way they try to put words in our mouth, right? They take clips of this. Rachel Maddow, oh yeah, she's gone. Never mind, it wouldn't be her. Don Lemon, well, he's got a sexual assault charge on him. He won't be there that long either. Well, maybe Chris Wallace, who now works for CNN, might chop up my show sometimes and say, look, he's calling for violence. He said that we were coming after them. Oh, we are. We are. Just not in the way that you're going to portray the way I said it. You're a terrorist now, ladies and gentlemen. Wake up, smell the coffee. You're a bad person. Now, instead of Homeland Security focusing on the real problem, like we said, which is the illegal aliens invasion of our southern border that would ultimately, that will ultimately be part of our voting rolls, all those 2 million people that came across that border, whether they're one-year-old or 50-year-old, guarantee you each one of their names or fake names end up on our voting rolls. Guarantee that. Um... Along with all of that that's coming across that southern border and that invasion, folks, is evil. Evil. Evil in the name of MS-13. Evil in the name of drug cartels. Evil in the name of coyotes. Nope, they want to hunt down patriotic Americans. Now, I'm going to show you a video right now. Just what I'm talking about. Something very evil. You're about to see a video of a, of a woman who was arrested by, Texas, uh, by U.S. Border Patrols in Texas. And she was arrested uh, for human trafficking and human smuggling. I want you to watch this video very carefully because what you're about to see is an actual demon-possessed woman. There is no other explanation for this. When we talk about evil coming across that southern border, you're about to see it right now. This is real evil, ladies and gentlemen. Watch this. Okay. What's your freedom? Watch this woman and watch what she does. Ma'am, put your feet in so we can close the doors. Demon possessed. Ready? Here it comes. Okay. You're going to close the door. You stay right there before we move. Hey, 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 calm down. Hey, calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Back up. Back up. Back up. Get your foot back in there. Get your foot back in there. Ma'am. Ma'am, we're going to have to tase you. You're not going to like that. I don't understand what you're telling me. Put your feet back in there. Bro. We're going to have to... Uh, Secure in a different in a different vehicle. Now, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of people that saw this said she's faking it. She's faking it, folks. Do you remember? Do you remember Legion in the Bible, the man who was possessed by many, many, many demons, ran at Jesus when they got off the boat, dropped in front of Jesus on his knees, and says, "Lord, why have you come to taunt me? What do you want from me?" Same kind of possession right there. Demonic possession, ladies and gentlemen, happens all over the place, all the time. And that lady right there is a perfect example of demonic possession. All right, we're going to take another commercial break here on Real America's Voice News. This is Jeremy Harrell, live from America. And we will be right back right after this. Stay tuned. 
Yeah, that's some crazy stuff right there, folks. When you see the way she, eh, eh, I wouldn't have touched her. Like that guy that put his hands on her, I would have been like, eh, I ain't touching you. Are you crazy? No way, man. I wouldn't have touched that lady, but I do, I do feel sorry for those guys. You know what I mean? Like the stuff that they have to go through, I feel so sorry. Loaded up on drugs, maybe, but definitely, I mean, come on. Demon possessed. I mean, if you believe in Jesus and you believe in the resurrection, that he died for our sins and rose on the third day, then you know that demons exist, folks. That <sighs> sounded like Gollum. <sighs> My precious. I mean, come on. I couldn't do that job. I really couldn't. Some of the, some of the stories that I've heard from, from being with Ben on the road and being down at the border from these Border Patrol agents, I couldn't do it. I could not do that job. Where can we order the bullet tumbler with the Lord's Prayer? Well, we're getting some bullet tumblers on the store very soon, so you'll be able to get it there, okay? Um, Jeremy, how is your BP? Not sure what you mean by that. I don't know what BP is. Um, it was drugs, Jeremy. Yeah, well, it looked like it looked, her eyes were not uh, red and her eyes were not, uh, her, her pupils were not dilated and she didn't look like she was on drugs to me. She looked straight up um, possessed. Lisa, you're going to have to tell me what that means. I don't know what that means. She would have bit off an arm. I know. That's why I wouldn't have put my fingers near her. I would have stuck a cross on her forehead. (laughs) You mean my blood pressure, my BP, my blood pressure? Believe it or not, my blood pressure is perfect and my cholesterol is perfect. I don't know how that's the case. (laughs) I don't know how that's the case, but it is. It's perfect, actually. Dump five gallons of holy water on her. <laughs> yeah, for real. She sounded like Nancy Pelosi. Someone said. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. She sounded like Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Woo! That one got me crying. That was a good one. Thank you very much for that laugh. (laughs) Oh, I need a drink after that one. Her eyes looked black to me. Well, that's what they looked like to me, too. It looked like her soul was just dead. Taser. (laughs) Taser. You should have tased her. No, I, I, hey, like I said, I couldn't do that job. What happened? Did they get her in the van? Yes, they 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 ended up getting her in the van. Yeah, not too long after that. Oh, wow. Crazy stuff. All right, let's come back and do do this. (laughs) Sounds like Nancy Pelosi. (laughs) All right, here we go. Welcome back to Live from America, folks. During the uh, commercial break, (laughs) somebody on Rumble said that that that, uh, possessed demonic woman sounded like Nancy Pelosi, and I I have to agree, they kind of did. All right, let's move on, folks. Uh, As we know, Mark Fincham, friend of ours here on Life from America. We talked about him earlier. We donated to Mark uh, last week. He put forward a resolution in Arizona to decertify Pima, Maricopa, and Huma counties from the 2020 presidential election. Now, huge breaking news coming out of Arizona today. A new investigation has found an additional 740,000 ballots with zero documented chain of custody. Before we get into this story, and before we really break down what's exactly going on here, first you got to understand how many hundreds of thousands of ballots were already had problems from the first portion of the investigation that was handed over to Mark Fincham. I mean, uh, Mark Burnovich. 
There was about 700,000 ballots there. And there was some canvassing there that actually backed up a lot of all of, all of that uh, fraud and irregularities that we found. Now there's 740,000 additional ballots in Maricopa County that have zero documented chain of custody. Now, if you get it audited by the IRS and you have, let's say, $50,000 worth of write-offs, don't you think that you're going to have to have the documentation that backs up the $50,000 worth of write-offs that you sent in on your tax forms to the IRS? And if you do not have the proper documentation that backs up the $50,000 that you wrote off on your tax form and sent to the IRS, I can promise you, sir or ma'am, that you will be fined even more or even possibly jailed for not being able to have the proper documentation. Your tax, um, uh, your tax filing will no longer be valid because you don't have the proper documentation to back up the receipts they're called, folks. Receipts. I know that, let's all say this together. If, if we were on Mr. Rogers' neighborhood right now, he would say, the word of the day for all you liberals is receipts. Do you have receipts for the 2020 presidential election or don't you? And in the case of an election, if you don't have the proper receipts, then those ballots are deemed illegal. They are not legal ballots. They're not legitimate ballots. You cannot use them in a proper count of your election. Of course, Katie Hobbs, Doug Ducey, they all didn't care when it was time. They just certify them as electors and send them to D.C. And now we find out the 700,000 more ballots don't have the proper documentation for chain of custody. Let's go ahead and get into this story. A new report from um, Verity Vote provides massive evidence of law violations in Maricopa County's 2020 election. 740,000 ballots were accepted and counted without the proper chain of custody documentation in violation of Arizona law. Maricopa County failed to record the number of ballots on 1,514 out of 1,895 unique chain of custody documents and failed to record signatures on 48 of these documents. There is no way of knowing how many ballots these invalid documents accounted for or inserted into the system. The Arizona Senate's full forensic audit report was delivered to Mark Burnovich, and we're still waiting the results of that criminal investigation. Moving forward. The Maricopa uh, County Chain of Custody Failure reports uh, report details that Verity votes investigation into the 740,000 illegal ballots and uh, proves that they have no documented chain of custody. Ver, uh, Verity vote has conducted an invest, investigation of Maricopa County's ballot chain of custody <clears throat> for the 2020 general elections. Uh, county records used to document the retrieval of early voting ballots from vote centers and Dropbox locations reveal numerous violations of Arizona election law. The violations identified are important because failure to maintain chain of custody and properly documented ballot retrieval and transport makes it impossible to verify the origin of the ballots counted and in an election In Arizona, the law outlines specific requirements for secure ballot retrieval and chain of custody procedures for the transfer of voted ballots from Dropbox and vote centers. Maricopa officials violated Arizona law and do not have the required chain of custody for at least 740,000 ballots. So a lot of the problem in this 2020 election was our voting rolls and our procedures broke down. Our procedures around the country broke down. The reason why they broke down was because the people that are in charge let them break down on purpose. They did not follow law 
on purpose. They were directed by the Democratic Party to not follow the law on purpose. On purpose. This was no mistake. It never is a mistake. Mistakes aren't made at this level, ladies and gentlemen. They either have an agenda and they follow the law or they don't. When you have ballots that don't have the proper chain of custody, it's no different than you supposed to have than you having to have the receipts for an IRS audit. And if you don't have them, then those votes should not and cannot be counted, period. There's no, there's no more discussion after that. There's no more discussion after that. And if anybody wants to debate on that, then they are debating and they're actually calling for laws to be broken. Because you're, it really is not a complex argument at all. It's a very simple, very easy argument. Was the law followed in this election? No, it wasn't. Bam, done. Wow, that didn't need to take a year, did it? Oh, but there was coronavirus. Doesn't matter. You still broke the law. Still broke the law. Sicknesses and emergencies don't uh, suspend the laws, the election laws in a state. Sorry, don't know what to tell you. Oh, but, 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 but no, no. But you're, 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 you're taking away votes from, from black people and brown people. No, I don't care. Shut up. Give me a name. Like I said the other day, give me a name. I don't want to have this argument. I don't want to talk to a wall for another year. Either the laws were broken or they weren't. It's not that difficult. And yes, they were. And we can prove they were. So, Mr. Nunchuck swinging Michelangelo Mark Burnovich, you might want to get your butt in gear and at least start giving some kind of updates on your investigations. Because you're not, we're not going to let you run the clock out on this one. You got until the end of March. You have until the end of March to give us an update, or ladies and gentlemen, Mark Burnovich is going to get lit up, phone calls and emails, 10,000 times more than he's ever had before. We're just going to... way it is folks we're not going to let this be swept under the rug until the 22 months run out we're not going to do that it's not going to happen so big shout out to this team who did this and conducted this investigation and found out even more stuff for us to secure before 2022 okay all right i just don't understand I, i don't understand why this is so hard for people to get You know what I mean? I'm just so perplexed. I'm sitting here thinking about this and I'm like, if you argue against what I just reported on, then you're literally arguing for laws to be broken. How do people people not see that? You know what I mean? We either have law or we don't have law. Now, if you want to say, look, I I don't care if the laws are broken. The laws are not right. Well, at least that's an argument. At least that's an argument. You know what I mean? At least be truthful in your argument is all I'm asking. At least be truthful in your arguments. Okay, let's move on real quick because this is actually really important and this might set a precedent and might tell us the future of how the Supreme Court might rule if H.R. 1 were to ever to be passed. The Supreme Court refused to mess up Alabama's election. And, ladies and gentlemen, what I mean by that is the Supreme Court refused to change any lower court's opinion or ruling on Alabama's state um, election laws. Now, the left is already attacking the Supreme Court and attacking Alabama officials, saying that it's an attack on voter rights like they always do. But the Supreme Court has consistently held that federal courts should not override a state's election law, period. 
Yesterday, in a 5-4 decision, the Supreme Court entered a stay of a lower court's order directing Alabama to redraw its congressional districts ahead of the upcoming primary elections. The Supreme Court has consistently held that a federal court should not override a state's election law. Yet in dissent, joined by Justices Stephen Breyer and uh, Sonia Sotomayor and Justice Elena Kagan, presented the high court's stay as an attack on Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act. Black Alabamians, electoral power, and all of American democracy. Of course they did. Of course they did. Of course they did. But ladies and gentlemen, let's get down to the actual ruling. The justices explain why, because under normal circumstances, the granting or denying of a stay would merit no opinion, merely a simple order of the fet accompli. Uh, fet accompli. I'm going to say that right one more time. Hold on. Fed accompli. And what that means is it's a thing that it's already happened or been decided uh, before those uh, affected hear about it, leaving them with no option but to accept it. Okay, but here, likely prompted by Justin Kagan's dissent, Justice Kavanaugh, joined by Justice Alito, explained why he vetoed the stay, uh, vetoed to stay the lower court's decision. And that discussion uh, exposes Democrats claim that the court is attacking the VRA as unfounded. Long story short, folks, the Supreme Court said, look, we're not going to get involved in election laws especially this close to elections, that is your job. And why I'm bringing this up is because this is very important. If they ever get ready to pass HR1 or if they ever break down cinema or mansion with the filibuster and they push through this federalization of the elections, they're going to be met with the Supreme Court saying you can't do that. It is in the Constitution. The states and the state legislature has plenary power to conduct their own election the way they want to. So ladies and gentlemen, at least that's some good news and gives us a little bit of insight on how the Supreme Court will rule if this gets passed and when we take it to court. One more commercial break here on Real America's Voice News. This is Live from America, and we will be right back right after this. Stay tuned. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, every, they've been saying it for a long time. Every state is a border state, right? Every town is a border town. What happens in Alabama happens and affects me in, in New Hampshire. And we now know that to be 100% true. We now know that to be 100% true. And it's great that the Supreme Court gave us this little bit of a, a little bit of a, uh, an insight on how they would rule when it comes to uh, federalizing the elections. Um, I'll be a poll watcher in my district in Alabama this year for the first time in my life. I will be sure to follow all election laws to the T. God bless you. That is awesome. The state of Alabama doesn't need Supreme Court interference. We have ID laws. Get out of our business or the South will rise again. I live here, says Steuben, 1957. Killing it. I love good news. Yes, I do too, especially after this morning, right? Jeremy, I get worried about you when you get fired up. Yeah, I know, me too. So does my wife. <laughs> she, gets, she gets super worried about me. Uh, let's come back from this break and end the show out the right way, shall we? Here we go. Welcome back, folks. We got uh, we finally nearing the end of the show, and I got to tell you, after this morning show, if you did not catch this morning show, I definitely would go back and watch it. It's not full of the greatest news, but it is full of the truth, and I think you need to hear it. But after that hard show this morning, we did get blessed with some really good news. So let's end the show the right way, and let's continue to talk about good news, and that is the Biden administration 
and all the masky pads and all the, the vax hounds out there are all finally starting to change their tune to say what we've all been saying for the last two years. But see, that didn't win them the election then. But it's going to be what they think it's going to be what wins them of the election coming up is easing all of these COVID restrictions just in time for the election to say that we beat the virus. That's what they're about ready to say. You want to know why? Because the Biden administration, ladies and gentlemen, is now about to recalculate the entire number of COVID-19 hospitalizations to determine who came in for COVID and who came in with COVID in order to get a proper number and a proper reading looking back. Because, you know, they say science changes, right? Well, let's get into this real quick. Here we go. The Biden administration, ladies and gentlemen, moved to recalculate the number of COVID-19 hospitalizations in the U.S. to get a clearer picture on whether COVID-19 is causing severe disease, according to two senior officials familiar with the matter. According to the report, Biden officials were reviewing the hospitalization data across the country to determine the number of people who came in for COVID or with COVID. And while the guidance and intent of the hospital data collection is to capture people who were admitted for COVID versus with COVID, in practice, the data reported varies by entity, a senior official at HHS said in a statement. A task force comprised of scientists and data specialists at the Department of Health and Human Services and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention are working with hospitals nationwide to improve COVID-19's reporting. The group is asking hospitals to report numbers of patients who go to the facility because they have COVID-19 in separate forms for those who go um, uh, for other reasons and test positive after being admitted. The administration's goal is to get a more accurate sense of the COVID-19's impact across the country. Look, they're trying to do the same thing here as they just did with the job numbers. They're trying to go back and say, oh, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, they weren't reported right. Let's now report them correctly. No, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. We knew all along that the people that were going to the hospital because CNN put their hospital ticker up. Remember when they had their death ticker up? Now they put their hospital ticker up. And the reason they put their hospital ticker up is so that they could say, oh, these people are getting Omicron and they're going to the hospital and they're sick and they're dying, which just wasn't the case, folks. It was just another scare tactic. And that is the same thing that they did with the job numbers. They're trying to fudge numbers here and there to make it look better for them going into an election year. And they're they're going to do the same thing with the death numbers because they've already come out and said, look, those death numbers are not really accurate. So the jig is up, folks. We get it. We understand now that the jig is completely up. And if you don't believe me, well, CNN has a favorite doctor. And that favorite doctor on CNN goes by the name of Dr. Leanna Wen. And now Leanna Wynn, you might know from uh, many, many times going on CNN saying that you need to mask up, you need to be vaccinated. She then came on and said everybody that goes on an airplane should be vaccinated. We should wear masks until the end of time. Your children do not belong to you. They belong to society. And you putting your child at risk by sending them to school with no mask is putting that child in danger and the state should take over. I mean, she said all these things. But now, ladies and gentlemen, she's saying something completely, completely different. Check this out. Do you agree with the move? 
I do. There was a and is a time and place for pandemic restrictions. But when they were put in, it was always with the understanding that they would be removed as soon as we can. And in this case, circumstances have changed. Case counts are declining. Also, the science has changed. We know that vaccines protect very well against Omicron, which is the dominant variant. Everyone five and older have widespread access to vaccines. And we also know about one way masking, the idea that even if other people are around you are not wearing masks. If you wear a high quality mask, that also protects you, the wearer, too. And so in this case, I'm not saying I don't think anyone really is saying that no one should ever wear masks, but rather that the responsibility should shift from a government mandate imposed from the state or the local district of the school. Rather, it should shift to an individual responsibility by the family who can still decide that their child can wear a mask if needed. Um, you know, take New Jersey, the case in New Jersey, for instance, their new case average is just over 4,000. Um, is that an acceptable number to do this or, or, or are they projecting out to March 7th at this point? I don't think we should be looking at case counts at all at this point, especially when we're dealing with a milder variant and when so many people were exposed to Omicron and therefore have ha have at least some level of protection, either through vaccination or immunity. The key number that we should be looking at is hospitalizations. If our ICUs and hospitals in that particular region are not overwhelmed, if they're not over capacity, we can set a number, for example, 75% or 80% full, then we should be able to relax all restrictions and I actually believe that we should be starting to with the first restriction removed should actually be the restriction on children, because while for adults, you could say, well, what's the harm of adults masking when they go into a grocery store? There actually is a harm that we should be discussing of children continuing to mask. That doesn't mean that masking doesn't have its place for children when there are very high rates of hospitalization. If we get a new variant in the future that children are particularly susceptible to, we may want to bring masks back, but we should also be in intellectually honest and say that masking has had a cost, especially for the youngest learners, in, uh, people with English as a second language, children with learning disabilities, there has been a cost to them. So the risk benefit calculation has really changed. Wow, what a stark difference, huh? Maybe we should just all hold our breaths when we're around everybody. It seems like that's what that elected official that uh, took his uh, picture with Magic Johnson, he just said, I just take my mask off and hold my breath, right? Everybody should be safe. That, that might have been the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life, by the way. That might have been the stupidest thing I ever heard in my life. Look, ladies and gentlemen, you know we got to give it. You know we got to give the Dumb Dumb Award, and we're going to give it to Dr. Leanna Nguyen. What a flip-flopper, huh? Going from everybody should mask up and you should wear a my pillow on your face to whatever the heck she just said there, that we should just have all personal responsibility from now on. We should have personal responsibility from now on. Well, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of MyPillow, let's go ahead and do it. Go to MyPillow.com slash LFA. Look at that. Got our own little landing page there. You go there right now. You put in the promo code LFA, and I want to show you all the sales right now, the major sales. The Giza sheets. Look how cheap the Giza sheets are right now, folks. Big time sales on all sleepwear. And you get a free book with every purchase. There's massive big sales again. He even raised, uh, he even, um, raised the sales. And there's now, what was 50% off is now 60% off. There's 75% off. I know we all have promo codes out there, but look, guess what? I don't get paid by a news station. 
are this is completely donor funded, ladies and gentlemen. So every little bit counts. I also want to show you another thing before we uh, get ready to wrap up the show, and that is the website because a lot of people are being a lot of people are confused on how to get Bibles, and there's a lot of people who want to request Bibles. So all you got to do is go to JeremyHarrell.com, as you can see here, and scroll down on the first page. There you'll see all the products that you can uh, that you could purchase, but keep scrolling. And when you get down to the bottom of the page right here, a gift for those in need. No one should be without the basic instructions before leaving earth. The Bible will help you navigate life's journey with love. If you are truly in need of a Bible, please sign up and we will send one to you at no charge. We have about 700 Bibles in our supply right now, ladies and gentlemen. So please, if you or somebody that you know is in need of a Bible, let's get it to them, okay? No more messing around. Let's get the God's word. Let's get God's word in everybody's hand because that's very, very important. Also, if you check out the America Strong Companies tab here, if you have a small business, a small American business, a medium or large American business, come here and we've got a directory here of businesses all across the country. All across the country where we can have all boats rise and we can work together to keep our money in our own little ecosystem and their stuff from jewelry to car repair to real estate companies all over the country. It's pretty incredible. Just go to JeremyHerald.com and go to the American Strong Business page. Something that we've took a, a, a lot of pride in here in building, ladies and gentlemen, and we want to continue to keep that. So... I just want to tell you thank you very much. It's been an honor to be here with you guys tonight, to the Real America's Voice crew and everybody else. Thank you all so very much. We got a lot more, ladies and gentlemen, coming tomorrow again at 11 a.m. for more Live from America. And I want to tell you, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Again, please go to JeremyHerald.com if you find value in the show. Consider becoming a one or a monthly, a one-time or a monthly donor. It'll always help grow the show. And we'll be back tomorrow, folks. So have a great night. Keep your families close. God bless you all. And have a wonderful night. See you later. Long as I'm bleeding, I'ma never stop screaming that we first in America.